Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. Pokemon trainers out there roaming the Cantu region, maybe a little. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the Kanto oh, region. Oh, the Kanto region. We can't pronounce yep. anything on this show. I'm we, sure we've lost so many viewers because of our pronunciation. We ain't about that pronunciation life. You know, Jared, uh, we'll introduce ourselves in a second, but uh, you know, the uh, uh, golden glue deck, golden go with the coin, with the coin man. You know, you know what prominent card is being played in there right now, so that your hand can't be manipulated with. Don't say it. Me- <laughs> Melodic, Melotic. We we got destroyed by that saying that name wrong years ago at a oh, pre-release. Yes. yes, I believe it's Melodic. Melodic. Uh, I don't is even the know. correct, but uh, we 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 don't know. And I I was getting roasted yesterday by some staff members who know more about the Pokemon pronunciation than me. Sure. And we actually went through an article, the 10 most mispronounced Pokemon. <laughs> no and, way. And uh, and and I got I got roasted. And my, my frustration is I just don't think all the rules stay consistent. Uh, like the rules so, of grammar or language? Yeah, or like oh. like um like they told me the poke the correct Pokemon pronunciation is Regice. And oh, I said, I said, where's the second vowel sound coming from? Because on the Pokemon before, they're like, oh, you're pronounced. And he's like, well, like, no, it changes because he's a Reggie. So it's Reggie Ice. And I was like, I, I don't know. No. My, my, my whole thing is this is a Jap. Like we're adapting Japanese concepts to English. Yeah. So I, I'm, I admit I'm not a Japanese speaker by any means. I, I, I'll be open. I don't know. Maybe I should know. Well, we're just here to talk about the sure. card game, man. We're we just are. Here to talk about yeah, the card come game. on. Like, don't don't kill us over the pronunciations. Like, we're sorry. We are sorry. Yes. Forgive us. We will admit when we are wrong. We're not here to say yeah. it's Milotic, and we're sticking to that. And Jeez. we're just help us out. Help out. Come help on. us out a little bit, listeners. Help us out a little bit. Help a couple. But, help uh, a couple brothers out here. Sorry. Help help us out. So, but let, uh, on today's episode, what we're going to start with. Is we just we just had a regionals this past weekend. We had a regionals here, here in the U.S. in 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 the hometown of one of our hosts. Oh man, should have been there. You know, the first time I ever made a day two was the Portland 
Portland Regionals. And um, what were you running? I think that was a Sylveon control deck day. Was it expanded then or no? Um, that's a good question. I think it might have been because I think I had, and this was before Puzzle of Time was banned, because I think I had Puzzle in there. And I, if I think I'm correct, and this might have been the, the uh, when we had um, uh, Raul on the pod. I think that's yes. when I played Raul in the in like round ten or whatever that would be, and he was on the Vespa Queen deck. So I, but I, I want to say it is expa- It was expanded because Jared. It always was expanded in Portland. It, it, every I mean, year that fits, that fits Portland. <clears throat> yeah, every year was expanded. I think the year prior, I lost my winning in on an on another certain deck that I did love very much that uh, used to. Uh, control your abilities, and I could snipe. We won't, and, we won't talk about it. that old that old chestnut <laughs> uh, uh, because we don't need to. We don't need to bring it up. But anyway, uh, here we are in twenty twenty four now. Yes, yeah, yes. Had had Nick on the show last week, and let's start there. Nick Nick shot his shot on what he said was going to be there. Yeah, and was pretty spot on. Nick was pretty spot on. The guy knows what he's talking about. He also held back a little bit. Did you know he joined a team? Like they announced it that Saturday. It's they're called oh, I don't the. Know. Maybe the, he couldn't say. Anything. Maybe he couldn't say anything. But uh, the kitchen, I, I've never heard of him. We got to have him on the pod. Whoever whoever runs the kitchen. Um, but yeah, he got announced as a new team member, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I think he went six and three. I think he barely missed mm. top eight. Or I'm sorry, not top eight. Uh, uh, day two. Day two. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong. But I yeah, but we, so he did well and he performed and um, I was proud of him. He's a good guy. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to go back to back top eights. I don't think that's a very regular thing even back-to-back day twos is by no stretch of the imagination easy yeah nick was nick was uh six and three um on maridon again don't know if it was the same version of it but uh yeah he lost around three against a gardevoir he lost round five against something that i don't know and then um around seven against mew but uh he did beat the charizard this time so good yes good 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 for nick that's awesome but yeah man what were your thoughts on portland I mean, just going to what Nick was anticipating, we were honestly anticipating the same thing. Day two share of decks in there, 38%, a little over 38% of decks were Giratina or Charizard. Jeez, That's man. over a third of the field sitting on two decks. And in day two, we saw 16 different decks. So that's that's still so great for the meta. Yeah. But I want to I want to dig into that a little bit. Talk about what we saw and uh, kind of how we felt about it all. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's all cyclical with Pokemon, right? As soon as something becomes prominent, then what counters it? And that starts to find its way. And then the next regionals is what's going to counter Lost Box or particularly Lost Tina. And and around and around we go, Jared, on on the carousel. So uh, Portland, you know, as a whole does have more players kind of running, I think, more like off the wall things. Um, Just, you know, and this is like, you know, the only regionals that really happens up in the Northwest, obviously, because like Seattle doesn't have one. Vancouver does, I guess, Vancouver, B.C. But like this is some of the only chance some Portland people are going to have at a tournament. So they're going to take their shot running something off the wall. And I'm not saying that Lost Tina is off the wall. It's clearly not. But I think it can navigate its way through a lot of weird stuff and do very well, along with having a good Charizard matchup. So I wasn't surprised. I mean, it's been 
a top deck here. It just, I think with a little yeah. less Charizard and Lost Tina performing well, it just doesn't have those counterplays as hard as some of the other decks did. Yeah, I agree with you. I love what you said about the cyclical nature because, you know, everyone's staring at this 330 health Charizard. And we've been critical in Charizard of the past because it does, on some level, control the amount of damage that you can do. Your opponent is controlling the amount of damage that you want to do. Mm -hmm. But we saw a lot of uh, putting bans on Charizard to get that extra 10 damage. That was very popular. Charizard is still being iterated, but I think what people are realizing is, even with all of the decks out there, I if I'm making a run into day two, I will probably hit two or three of these. And then is my is my RNG good enough to win every other match? Because if I lose every Charizard match, then I probably won't make day two. Or if I make day two, I'm probably not in good standing. Sure. So they came after it this tournament. Yeah, they did. And and and, and you know, I mean, John Ng, the the winner of this tournament, has been a player around a long time. Very good player. He had three Path of the Peaks in his deck, obviously, which is a staple in Lost Tina. Uh, Samuel Huff, I think is how you say the name, the guy that got second. How many paths do we think were in his deck? Uh, uh, how many? Four. Or four. So uh, clearly, you look at the meta and say, we have to shut down abilities, which is tail as old as time. That's why I ran Greninja back in the day. <laughs> and so Path of the Peak is so powerful, particularly against Charizard, but against obviously other decks too. And Tina just plays it the best. You know, Arceus has a good Path of the Peak builds as well. But uh, and I think that's why they did really well, Jared. So they they look as 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 parents or kids or up and coming, whoever you're learning the game. It wasn't as much about what the Pokemon did as as much about as hey, I could I need to disrupt against a popular deck like Charizard. Path of the Peak does that. Does that fit well in my deck? Oh, it fits really well into Lost Tina. So that's why. Now, I know the one-shot ability that Tina has with the V-Star obviously helps get to a 330 HP Pokemon. But in my opinion, it's the Path of the Peak. I think that is why. I mean, you have the Arceus deck um, that got top eight as well. Three Path of the Peaks in there. Like, this was a Path of the Peak tournament. And, uh, yeah. and, and clearly, they're very effective, obviously, against Charizard. Yeah, and uh, but still, even in the midst of Path to the Peak, who's there? Fourth most played deck, Mew, Mew Vmax. Yeah. sec. It won't die, Corey. But I also wonder if that's why we saw a little more Roaring Moon in day two. Roaring Moon, no abilities, has the ability to run Path to the Peak if it wants to. Yeah. Um, uh, things of well, that nature. We saw a little Chi and Pow in day two here, which well, is good to see too. Yeah, not well, very much, but some. I think it'll start to make a little bit of a comeback because I mean the Muse have Path two, Jared. Like they just they do. They, do. they just know how to get rid. They of it. they can yeah. You know, if you're strategic, you can get rid of it and then drop another one. So it's like you had all of this ability disruption or ability lock going on. But Chi and Pow, I mean, Baxcalibur, it don't matter about Path of the Peak, and so. I don't know, man. I, 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 a little birdie told me of a guy that ran this at league last night, a little Shin Pow, and did kind of well. I, I don't know who was that. Who was that again? Yeah, I, I did run. Uh, I was called an outdated version of a uh, and Pow. Uh, that I, I borrowed a deck from somebody. Just needed something to run in standard last night. But I, 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 my entire journey it was three rounds. Don't think this is anything but it was all it was lost box the whole way through all i sure. played was lost box all yeah. night yeah um i the deck has iron hands in it it made quick work oh. of that 
so that. that that was that was really nice. Uh, and then lost uh, because the deck doesn't have canceling cologne in it. Oh, uh, so I couldn't I couldn't beat the Tina. But um, but yeah, I, I I think it's it's okay. I think it's still not not great into all of these things. But but yeah. And then speaking of other people, somebody uh, was playing an online tournament. I heard and did oh. uh, quite well, quite well with potentially what they should have run uh, in San Antonio. <laughs> I still lose sleep over it. Should have just run Snorlax. <laughs> I would have won the darn thing. <laughs> it just would have had my regionals title. I want had the world's invite. I threw it all away. But yeah, you know, I did this I did this uh, online tournament, five rounds, and then um, uh, cut to top four, running Snorlax the whole way through, and went 7-0 in it. And, uh, you know, in the finals, the top four were two Tinas. Uh, I, I will say, obviously, it is a tough matchup, but I like the open deck list that they have on Limitless. So I'm <laughs> I'm staring at both these. I'm like, okay, there's five switches. Like, like, there's two switches, two switch carts, and an escape rope. And then the other one had two two escape ropes, two switch carts, and a switch. So it's like, I got to get to these five and then control the jet energies and I can win this game. And, um, you know, the the top four match, I played my first Twisted Sister and got three switches out of it. Like, it was like, okay. I mean, that was just unlucky for the poor Tina player. But, uh, yeah, navigated my way through, felt pretty good, but also uh, made me remember I ran the wrong freaking deck in San Antonio. So it's <laughs> fine. It, it is what it is. Snorlax would not have been a good play here in um, in Portland, and you know, and it showed. I mean, Hal had his Snorlax Pidgeot build got got twentieth. Um, you know, Cal, Cal Connor, who's been running Snorlax, um, he's been he's been trying to copy me. Uh, he he finished <laughs> top thirty two, but really that was about it. You know, so this would not have been a good Snorlax play into Portland. Okay. So let, let me ask you this, because I have an idea in my head of the answer to this question, but I want to ask you a question. Now, Giratina, Charizard isn't gone by any means, but Giratina seems to be the best answer to Charizard. So you know you're going to see both of these decks frequently at the next big tournament. You'll see it at League. You'll see it at a League Cup if you go to a League Cup. If you are a player, what's your response? Like, if you're, if you're the type of person that likes to respond to a meta, in turn, instead of just like, oh, I'm sticking with my deck that I've run it. I'm going to keep. We're not say we're not here to say switch your deck every tournament and da 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 da. Like yep. know where you're at as a player. But if you were the type of player to say, what do I need to do to either switch decks or make a tweak in my deck to be competitive here? What would you do? Oh, like making a tweak into your deck, not changing your deck. That's what you right. just said. Or or what would be or just like a general strategy. What general strategy? is going to help you take down these two decks. Well, I mean, my, my, my head was going to like, what are you deciding to play? Because if you're playing something that these two decks, Charizard and Giratina, which is, it is tough to kind of counter both of those. They're, they're different in both how they both operate. Yes. Uh, then I think there might be some revisiting you need to do. Cause I don't think there's a card that necessarily like the path of the peak does counter Charizard pretty well into Tina it, you know it's hard because that deck doesn't rely on abilities and it, it's a lost box deck so it can it can move on its own accord so it's not it's hard i think in my opinion just to say oh well, i'm going to put in a this card right i mean maybe you want to control the stadium play so maybe you put in you know lost city and try to try to kill the supplies so they don't have that ability to do that in that game which does hurt hurt the uh, giratina a lot 
but uh, you know, really, my my head was going towards Roaring Moon, or uh, yeah, Roaring Moon, which I think has a good matchup into Tina, especially if you can like get the Tinas before they evolve, and then you can kill it with that Calamity move, Calamity Storm, yeah. which is good. Hits the two twenty, and then you have the automatic knockout on the Tina at any point in the game, which is really nice. Um, and then and then, but I think one deck that does play decently well into Charizard and Tina, I think, is Gardevoir. And I think it, it has always had a good matchup in the lost boxes because you can snipe the bench with the Chrysalia. The the Tina can really has the one big play to to one shot the guard the Gardevoir, but after that it can't get back up to three ten. So now unless there's some spread damage and stuff going on. And then a Gardevoir has a good matchup into Charizard. I, I think it those are definitely you have to play it correctly. You can't just be like flimsy with your Gardevoir EXs, but so I think we'll see some Gardevoir start to make its way kind of back up into into play here. Um, you know, the Manaf, not the Manafi, the the Jirachi could be a card you lay into your deck if you're afraid of Lost Tina, um, just because of the supply uh, stuff. But um, yeah, I, that'd be my take, Jared. I don't know if you have a different one, but I, I don't necessarily think there's one or two cards that you can tech in that help you in either of those uh, against Charizard or, or Tina. I I uh, look no farther than sixth place, sir. Uh, th- my my only response, if I'm just focusing on those two decks, is um, my response to Giratina is you're not going to beat Giratina straight up. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Like it 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 has no weakness. It has high health. It knocks out a hit big number, and and we saw this in the finals. The way to beat Lost Tina is disruption. Mm-hmm. If you watched sure. that first, if you watched that first game. Down three prizes, Roxanne, Sam Roxanne yeah. comes back, wins the game. Yeah. Like that that is the name of the game. Cause if you can't get your energy down, Giratina's discarding them when it's hitting them, when it's yeah. hitting its move, it put them in the loss zone. Yeah. So I, I think the name of the game, but you're hundred percent right. You, disruption doesn't bother Mm-mm. Charizard. Oh, okay, Pidgeot, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, no, no big deal. So what deck out there simultaneously uh, disrupts and turns powers off? Well, Corey, Arceus V does this very, very, very well. Uh, if you look at uh, our sixth place finisher here in the tournament, it's what it does. You Iono them, and then you play a path. Hmm. Like I, I, The numbers don't always work out super great, in my opinion, in Arceus. This Reggie that goes with it, the Mew does some things as well. There's there's some in, there's some interesting things going on here in this deck. Yeah, but that would be my response. I probably wouldn't make day two, but sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, this is what really hurts. That this is what really hurts. This what is the only deck that I know that does both of those things? Oh, the Arceus builds that we're seeing these days, and I, I I wonder if that's how we see an Arceus deck currently in top eight. Sure. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe I, I, you have to explain this Arceus deck to me because I, I think it takes someone smarter than me. I don't understand the psychic energy. <laughs> I don't understand the Zacian. I, I like the Radiant because Alakazam, I always think that is a sneaky Radiant card. I don't get it. I'm struggling here. I, 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 I don't understand. <laughs> maybe Nick Robinson can come back on the podcast and, 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 and explain us, it. And educate us all. Or, or one better, we get, um, uh makani tran who is running the arceus maybe i'll reach out to makani and be like dude explain let's get him on 
Let's yeah. get them on the podcast. I, I have some guesses. They're probably not exactly what you want to hear here. Some of the list makes sense in terms of draw. But yes, in terms of like your big attackers, we saw the Zacian V in action because that was on stream. We know a little bit what the Reggie, but bring it. I want to hear like a, a 30,000 foot view on the strategy here. So maybe maybe we'll try to get them on the show next week. Yeah, I mean, man, but just looking at this person's uh, Makani's path. Oh, my gosh. Like they start out 8-0 um, in this in at Portland and then they lose round nine to John Ng, who won the whole thing. Mm. And then they're in day day two. They're like. Vance Kelly, you got the world champ right there. They play him, he plays him. Nicholas Moffat, a great Maridon player. Then ties Azul, which that might have been intentional, but I don't know. And then again, John Ng ties John and then loses to uh Maddox, who he had actually tied in round 10. So interesting setup here for Makani. But yeah, I, I would love to know. I want the 40,000 foot view of of this Dang. Arceus odd deck with the psychic energy. And I, I don't get it. I want to know. I want to know, Makani. I want to know. Fill us in. Yeah. Well, I want to, I think that's a good conversation about, we'll see what happens. We've got Charlotte coming up next weekend. Very exciting. We will see how the meta shifts and adjusts. But before we move on to talking about our next conversation, I love that we get to do this weekend and out when we look at the big tournaments. Corey, what's the spice? Was the spice there in day two for you in Portland? Was it there? Is yeah, that what you're asking? The, yeah, where's the spice? I know a couple uh, episodes we've said like, oh, this wasn't a very spicy thing. We didn't really see anything new. Did you see anything here that was kind of spicy? I mean, no. I, I mean, Portland kind of let, in my opinion, I think I think Portland uh, let us down a little bit. There was one Golden Go deck by Paul Abarca. So I always appreciate that. I thought that was kind of cool because I want to see more of that being played. Uh, you know, there was a cloth. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily spice, but, you know, we've seen that before. But I don't know, Jared, nothing. I mean, I'm scrolling here. I mean, there wasn't anything that, in my opinion, just like blows my socks off that I, I don't know. What am I missing here? I feel like you've seen something. I, I, no, I, I've seen, I saw one thing. I saw okay. one thing. I was looking at it. I want to bring it, but, but I want to go it? back to Goldingo. And I, with you, there, there were three in day two, actually. Oh, yeah, you're and, right. Yeah. And um, I, I just really, I, we're going to talk about rotation in a minute. I think this thing has some juice come rotation. What, Golden and Go? Yeah, okay. and we're already seeing the strongness of it. Because, again, you're dealing with a Pokemon that can knock out any Pokemon. For one energy, Corey! For one energy! Yeah. And yet, and, and, and yet it seems like, for the most part, in terms of your S-tier, A-tier list, nobody would come up to you and say... This is it. But some people are figuring out how to make it work. And I'm I'm encouraged by that. I saw a version with um it was it was awesome. I gotta put it together. It had a Kyogre in it, and it had one energy recycler just for that end of the game, put the five energy back. Or no. Yeah, one energy strike. So they put the three on the Kyogre and then they have five back in the deck because they had eight energy. And then they're two fifty-two sniping sniping the bench. I was dirty. I was like, no one would see that coming. No, no and you're drawing so many cards. I think you could get the combo off. I want to try it. I was really hoping one of these guys had the Kyogre in there, but I don't think they did. But what was? Let, let me take you to my spice of the tournament, Corey. Okay. 
Let's head on down to, uh, let's see. I think they finished 83rd in the tournament. Ray Chen running uh, what is listed as Iron Valiant Fox. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, uh, this card that they're using is a VMAX. It's a little bit older, but I get where they're coming from. So the I'll, I'll read the move. The Greedent VMAX move does, it's called Turn a Profit. It does 30 damage, and if your opponent's basic Pokemon, only basic, so there's, you know, there's a key there, yeah. uh, is knocked out by damage from this attack, you take two more prize cards. This is not Iron, or, or iron Hands, take oh one extra prize. This is take two extra prize cards. Yeah. Double, double colorless gets the job done here. But, in, it, but I like this because this seems like an iteration of what people have been trying to do with Iron Valiant. So two attacks wins you the game, Corey. Two <laughs> attacks wins you the game. You had to get him down to 30 HP? Like, how do you do that against Charizard? I mean, you got some, but 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 that's the thing. You're probably dancing. The way I see this is like you're waiting for that Manafi to drop. You're waiting for something to drop. The deck does have some attackers in here, although they may not always use them. You see the Origin form Palkia. Um, you see the Suicune can attack. And there's some questions I have in here. Crabominable. I don't know 100% why that is in there, but I imagine it's because you can do the second move. Um boost some things up, get some damage counters on it, and then hit a big number. Mm -hmm. um, but I, this was my spice of the tournament. I love it. I would have I, I loved to like try to have been playing against Ray and think through what I would have done. I, I, I do. Uh, yeah, it's intriguing. I like the toy catchers because if they're having low HP anyway, then you get the automatic uh, uh, gust there as an item card. Yes. Which is really good. I think you probably could have maybe done counter catchers because I don't see how this deck is getting ahead at any point of in time. Uh, so you probably could have just <laughs> done counter catchers, but I, I like the toy catcher. Go for it. Uh, the four Melanie is smart. That that does increase your energy um, excel. Get your energy acceleration going because there's not there's no uh, there's no uh, super rod in here, right? Yeah. So right. Uh, there's really no way of getting energy back into your deck outside of the Palkia and the Melanie, which is a lot of ways. But um, yeah, no no double colorless in here, Jared. Six water, two jets. So uh, very interesting. Uh, I wish that did a little bit more damage, but if it did, then it'd probably be mainstream. So, uh, <laughs> but good for them. I do like that. I was trying to see, I can't see like his path here. What was his name? Ray? Ray Chin. Ray Chen. Oh, yeah, I see Ray Chen here. Ray Chen. All right. Uh, yeah, unknown, unknown. Tied him a ride on. Lost to Lost Tina. Lost to uh, Kyogre. Uh, lost Box. Beat Inteleon. Beat Inteleon. Lost to Palkia. Lost to Lost. <laughs> Pretty much his Lost Tina matchups were not great. Uh, he, yeah, not great. All doesn't, three of them. Doesn't feel great. But really doesn't cool. I, I know that wasn't the point of it. This is very spicy. Good, good find. Good find on this one. Good stuff. Well, we want to. I want to transition the conversation now because within the week we've heard officially what rotation is going to be. And if you're listening to the show and you're like, I don't know what that is, I would encourage you to hang on for the last section of our show where our educational moment happens. And we are going to break that down for you. So if you're curious about that, please keep listening, but then check out the end. But we're going to do a little 
a little dive right now. So here's my here's my question, Corey. I, I want to break this up into three three questions so that we don't get into it. My first question is going to be what's dead, what's just done, what decks specifically based on the Pokemon that are leaving are we saying goodbye to? The second thing I want your opinion on what the three biggest cards that are leaving on non-Pokemon mm. cards that are leaving. And then I want to ask you what you would run not knowing 100% what we're getting in our next American state. If rotation happened today and you were left with just that to put a deck together, what would you run and why? <laughs> those are the three, those are the okay. three questions we're going to be answering right now. So I want to, okay. I want to look at our meta right now and quickly move through and, and, and just say what's dead, what's not, what's not dead. So I'll, I'll throw it out to you and you tell me, is this dead or is this not dead? So let's start. We're just going through the limitless TCG deck list right here in terms of most points, what's being played in day two. Is Charizard affected at all? by what is leaving in any negative way? Uh, I I would say no. Uh, it, it, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but like the the Mew battle VIP combo that's now leaving has been prominent in, in the Charizard, especially how to get yeah. set up. So, but I do think there is another uh, item card coming out that is similar to battle VIP. It's not quite as good, but it can be used anytime in the game, but it's like, they have to be under a certain amount of HP or something like that. So, um, and you can find two, two basic. So I would say Charizard is fine after this, uh, moving into 2024 new meta or, or new uh, post rotation. Okay. I'll, I'll take the next one. Next one on the list is Gardevoir. Um, there's a very famous movie scene that you and I like to quote from a great movie called Austin Powers, where Will Ferrell's character gets dumped. Um, in a in a kind of like a heating vent where he's supposed to die, and he says, I, "I'm not dead, but I'm very badly burned." That is the that is the state of Gardevoir. Come come this rotation, okay, a hundred percent. Like Gardevoir is losing cards that find energy and Pokemon. It is losing Pokemon. It's losing its one prize stage two Pokemon. Yeah. It's losing you. It's losing Zacian. Yeah. This deck, I don't think it's the end of the road for it. We'll see what comes out. But right now it's had its legs chopped out from under it. That, yeah, that's very kind of you to say that. You're right. It's not dead, but it is very badly burned. I, I, I'm very curious what comes out to like bring this deck back because without the Cardivore, uh, you know, one prize or stage two, uh, it can't be run. Like you would be a fool to try to run it. You could try Gardevoir with different things just to like increase the energy acceleration, but I don't think it can be built around itself any longer. That's fair. No, I think that's fair. All right, Corey, uh, is Giratina affected at all by what we're seeing gone? Well, I mean, the VIP again does. It hurt hurt it right um the ability to just get set up and going um but the biggest thing is clearly the path of the peak I, without the path i don't know if tina is as strong it just says i don't think it makes sense without path of the peak i think it's just then just another hard-hitting pokemon but we don't have the dynamic um like it, it, it can hit big and it disrupts now it just hits big so i i don't i don't think it can people okay. will run it but i don't think it's as good clearly it's not as good 
Uh, I'll take a Lost Zone box is number four on our list here. Uh, things like Energy Recycler, based on what variant you're playing, may hurt you. Obviously, we're going to keep saying Battle of the IP Pass Leaving hurts it. Um, but other than that, the only thing I really see that hurts is Escape Rope. Um, yeah. Escape Rope Leaving, I think any type of switching effect within a Lost Box deck leaving, you're not a fan of. Oh, 100%. I, I think the sneaky, uh, well, I know there's many variations to the Lost Box, but like the Kyogre, you lose. That was just instrumental in the first two regional wins of the season. There's the Kyogre yep. version. Now now that's done. And then your um, your uh, Sablezard, the, uh, the Clara, the Clara, Clara, uh, that is like, if you don't have that, you can't run it. Because that just that gets your energy back, that gets your supply, your Charizards, and that just that engine of that single supporter. You can probably build it in a different way, but that was huge for Sablezard. That's fair. No, I agree. Corey, what about Mew Genesect? Uh, we going to see a revival yeah. of, uh, of that coming in. <laughs> you know, here? I think you can still run it. The 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 <laughs> basic Mew. Uh, you know, you can do that, and uh, and yeah, that'd be it right there. That's a great deck. So. That one is uh, dead. It's not burned, Jared. It, it's dead. It died. Yeah, it, it, it died. the Genesect is gone. The Mew is gone. But Jared, Grammatic is gone. I it did. It, it, it is. It is. I, I. I. Maybe I'll eat my own words, but I. I. I want to give it a salute, though. This deck oh. has defied expectations time and time again, and when rotation is the only thing that can get rid of a deck from being an A tier deck. I, I salute that deck, Corey. I yeah. salute it. Uh, me too. I salute it. One Worlds. It got its. It, it got its flowers. Um, super dynamic. A fun deck to play, and it it'll it'll have a good. Um, stories will be told about this deck. <laughs> <laughs> but see ya. Bye, Mew. But bye, bye. Yeah, we're, we're not unhappy to see you go. Everyone, go ahead and binder your Drapions. We're moving on to a, <laughs> to a new to a new world. Life feels good. Yeah, life feels good. Uh, uh, Mirrodon. I'll talk about that. Yeah. Obviously, the Flappy hurts. Mm -hmm. No one is going to deny that. I still think this is going to be an incredibly strong deck. Yeah. With your Mirrodon EX, you have the one of the only things that lets you find basics and put them on your bench. Yeah. At any time, like that is at a premium right now. Before we have any knowledge, like I said of future sets like yeah. if you're talking about it right now in a vacuum yeah it's very strong still in my opinion yeah i think you just have to play it a little differently uh you do but uh but i i think it's yes it's still very 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 strong yeah the flaffy does hurt but if you just play your electric generators maybe a little slower um or maybe just like um as you uh you know kind of process through how you're playing it uh that i think will be the big game changer with how you play those four cards. I don't think you no longer can just throw them all the way. Turn one, you might have to stagger them throughout the game. That's fair, Corey. What about a uh, Intellion V Max? Yeah, let me see Intellion V Max. Uh, you know, uh, Intellion V Max is hanging out with Mew on the on the beach right now, sipping sipping a pina colada because they, they're also retiring. I don't think there's a piece of this deck that is still legal after 2024. So. Um, Oh, yeah, man. I I do appreciate this deck. I think it's fun and it's different, but it will no longer be playable. Well, let's stop there. That's uh, according again to Limitless TCG. Those are the 
top seven decks with the most points currently. We could sit here and go through all 25. We're not going to do all of that. Um, but the only other, in terms of Pokemon of great significance, in my opinion, Corey, if you want to say one, I'll say one. Uh, seeing the Duraludon go away and kind of the old Arceus types that were there to shut down special energies, mm-hmm. that kind of feels like an end of an era for me. So that was the other Pokemon <laughs> that stood out to me in terms of that. We don't see it that much anymore because we don't see that much Lugia anymore. Yeah. But that's that's like end of an era type of thing. I Yeah, I hear that. Uh, my, mine was the Metacham. I, I think that one, it was such a dynamic move. Like the Yoga Loop, uh, I'm trying to remember other Pokemon. There's been Pokemon that have like reset abilities, obviously, or attacks. But like that was so instrumental in, in a lot of different eras. And even right now, it's like Iron Valiant relied on that. You know, obviously the Inteleon did too. And I think you could get creative. I've seen it in other decks. So that one was a fun card. Never, you know, can't say oh this was like a deck ever like you're not running four meta champs in your deck but uh but that was a really cool pokemon that i think had a really fun uh, effect of an attack that was really unique okay i like it let's go to my second question other than pokemon the three biggest cards in your opinion that are leaving the set that have effects and repercussions for many different decks in the meta yeah, no, for sure. I think my my three, and, and maybe we'll have the same three, or I, I don't know, but uh, clearly Path of the Peak is at the top of the list for me uh, because that is such a counter card. It, it it dictates certain play style. It, the Lost Tina because of the Path of the Peak, the Mew because of the Path of the Peak, uh, the Arceus Path of the Peak. So that card just, anytime you can control abilities, that's just always been so strong in the Pokemon TCG. Uh, the battle VIP pass that, you know, everybody's going to say that that was like almost to the point where you built 56 card decks because you just assume you had four battle VIP in them. Uh, but my other one is going to be the escape rope. Um, also known in some circles as the warp point that I think you've, <laughs> you've called it a time or I two. I can't help it. That's, that's, that's the era I came in. I know. Before. It was warp point. It's the warp point. So I I'm gonna say that that is my third card, and I I don't know if we have the same three, but I we I think the same we have the same three. Okay, then can I say a fourth one? Sure, please. Uh, I think the and I don't kill me, the Peonia. <laughs> I've always said this wrong. I've run a lot of decks, and this is obviously in Snorlax stall. I think that's such a sneaky card, and it's just to be able to grab stuff that's in your prizes. Any three, obviously, it's random what three you pick, and then swap them. God, that that was so huge in so many decks where you can run a one of something. And if it's prized, being able to get into your prizes and find it, I think was awesome. So I loved that card as like a fourth sneaky one. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think the obvious answer everybody's talking about is Battle VIP. What do we do now? Path to the Peak. There's nothing else mainstream right now that is shutting down powers. No. There's nothing. Mm-mm. I mean, you, we could talk about Spear Tomb shutting down things. Uh, I'm, are we going to see a Ting Lu? Like, Ting like, Lu! Are we going to see that come to life? There's, but there isn't. We're, we're about to exist in this world where powers are going to run rampant for a little bit unless something in the new set shuts that down. And I agree with you. I think losing Escape Rope and uh, we still have Switch. That's fine. But we we have some other things. We now have the Fion that 
at least does a gust to your opponent, but it doesn't you. But how many times yeah. have we seen escape rope boss order oh, win the game? Yeah. Escape rope Lysander yeah. win the game. Like we're just without that right now, unless we see that in a reprint. But uh, my my two little sneaky ones that I'm kind of sad to see go level ball. That's another mm. just shot shot to the nuts of Gardevoir. Oh, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> and then and then uh, uh, cross switcher. Yeah, cross switcher. Cross switcher, man. Like that. Like that's still being run in a lot of Roaring Moon runs that. Backscalibur decks run that. Yeah. So I've seen it in some other things. So yeah, really really interesting. But knowing all of that. Well, in a vacuum right now, you don't get the previous sets. Or, I'm, not, I'm sorry, the previous sets. You don't get our set that's about to come out here in uh, March, I believe. What would you run in a vacuum right now? Because we found out that at League last night, we're about to do a three-week pattern uh, where this is what we have to do. We can only run what is going to be not yet gotten rid of, but will be so that we can start practicing. Wait, what? So you're going to like take away the cards that you can't play and you're going to put decks together. Uh, uh, sorry, say, say it one more time. In, in essence, we're playing the post-rotation meta before it actually happens. Oh, but without the new set. But yeah. without the new set yet. Okay. So we're kind of living in this vacuum. So my question is like in that scenario, what's the best deck? Uh, give me four seconds. Let me look one thing up real fast. Let me see if this rotated. Uh, hold on, hold on. It did not. Okay. Well, then this is an easy question for uh for Papa Corey right here, Jared. And we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this. There was one card that rotated out of this deck that I'm about to say. Uh, everything else remains, but then also cards that hurt this deck there's a few that are now gone oh and that well okay i'm sorry two cards rotated out there's two but they were not they they were fine you could lose them and the two cards that hurt the deck escape rope and cross are now gone give me snorlax stall jared <laughs> it doesn't lose anything except the peonia and the avery you lose the echoing horn too which does affect the deck and i just forgot about that right now but <laughs> i would still as long as erica's is in play the snorlaxes are there the rodham is there you have uh, you know the twisted sisters is still there and you, and your opponent now has lost two switch cards that were so annoying oh the escape rope was so annoying the cross switchers were the worst now they're gone path of the peak is gone so you can't shut the rodham down I think you should get your son to run Snorlax style at league when you start this new format. He will win every match. There will be nothing in his way. <laughs> he needs to do it. Get him on it. Oh my god. Okay, so Corey's prediction in our little vacuum world. Uh it's it's hard for me not to say Charizard. It, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it I I think it's just going to rule the roost especially with no path and like you said giratina not being able to shut towers off people are going to figure out some creative ways around it i think a lot of it will deal with de-evolution yeah um yeah. so I, I think that will be another way to come at charizard so um i even saw de-evolutors in a couple of lost box decks last night mm. so but i still think charizard would be the strongest and then i think um miradon would probably be my number two okay yeah yeah i mean the flaffy and, and it did have escape rope. You know, the, the other part about the escape rope, 
it was actually, and I guess this is coming from a Gardevoir player that I've that I've been running Gardevoir. That escape rope turn one, when you have the Ralts on the bench with the Mew active, and then they cram around escape rope and cram, and then you're like, well, GG. I guess I just scoop. Like that play is so like you are hunting for another bench, anticipating the escape rope play. That brutal, brutal, brutal. So I'm glad that's Couldn't gone. Agree more. Yeah, but Couldn't agree more. Interesting. I like it. The Cramomatic is really cool. I, Nick brought it up last week. I mean, any card where, yes, you're flipping, but you get any card in your whole deck. Always still surprised that was never run in more decks. Just as like a, well, let me just see if I can get lucky. Yeah, I agree, especially when you, a lot of decks are running the barrel draws where it's based on your hand size and you yeah. need to cut yeah. and draw. Um, I don't know, man. 60 seems like a lot of cards, but it, 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 never, it never comes down to it. Nope. I I think those are good picks moving forward. Not surprised to hear Snorlax out of your mouth, especially <laughs> since we didn't cover But just look at it. it. Look at it. The path is paved. Snorlax. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Lugia, but that's a conversation for another oh, time. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's move to our education moment. Okay. okay. So here's what I want to do. Uh, I want to take a minute for those listeners of ours that don't know what we mean when we're talking about rotation. If you listen to the previous section, you probably understand basically what rotation is, is for those of us that are playing in a type of Pokemon called standard, which is what all of our major tournaments are played in. What that means is you're playing the most recent cards up to a certain set. And then once a year, in past, sometimes more than that, uh, rotation comes around and it cuts out the oldest of sets. And that's what we mean by rotation. So inevitably, what we're about to experience here in the next couple of months is we're going to lose a lot of cards. We're going to gain some more, but we're going to lose more than we gained. And that will help determine what people are playing and what the new meta is. So Corey, what I want to talk to you about in terms of our education is what are the pros and cons of a rotation for the experienced player? And what are the pros and cons for people who are newer to Pokemon? And how should they be thinking of that? So of the two of us, I think you're the better player. So I'll throw the, the list of pros and cons for the experienced player to you. And then if you, I'll handle what I think it means for the newer player. Okay. So uh, or, or let me start with the newer player and then we'll get to that. Let, let, for the newer player... What I, I think rotations are good and for these reasons, and then I'll talk about the negatives. When Corey and I first started playing this game, we were at a very similar intersection. Diamond and Pearl was in its first few sets, but there was still so much X and Y stuff that was around back in, what, 2007, mm -hmm. I think it was. So when we got to our first tournaments, which ironically were, I think, apart from that, were in Portland. Yeah. There was so much weird stuff that I did not understand. Yeah. These bizarre X and Y cards. And that's what it feels a little bit right now with the mixing of Vs and EXs and VMAXs. The, the game doesn't feel as cohesive as it possibly could. And we're not even getting rid of all the V stuff. But I think it's good for a new player to come in at a point where there's less cards and then grow into more cards. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. 
The negatives for new players is you may have fallen in love with something that you just started with a couple weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, and now it's out the door. If you showed up last week and, and Mew V or Mew, yeah, Mew V Max, Mew Genesect, however you want to say it, was your deck. I'm so sorry. You are going <laughs> to have to make a huge change. But I, but but those were the big things for me. I think it's great to come in at a rotation, have a smaller set of cards. I actually always loved that about Pokemon because magic was always very daunting because the amount of cards, mm -hmm. even in a standard format. Yeah. So I think that's the pros and cons and kind of educating people on what rotation means. Those are the big things for new players. If you have a deck that was only minorly affected by cards leaving and you're a new player, stick with it. Stick with it. This is a great opportunity for you to make your first big adjustments, not necessarily based on the meta, but just based on the reality of what the standard format is now. And, and just enjoy it. You're going to get new cards. The meta, may, uh, the meta may not be as fun for a while. We may see less decks in the top, whatever. I don't know. I'll leave that to you on the pro, Corey. But those are the things that I was thinking through for new players. No, I think those are great. Yeah, I <laughs> I remember, you know, when we were playing, yeah, it was Diamond and Pearl. And the set before us was actually called Ruby Sapphire, which I, if you had a gun to my head right now, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. But do you remember we're playing and, and kind of being able to find Pokemon was just so important back then. Like there was like Bebe Search where you had to like put Beep, a card. Beeps. Beeps. Beep search. We had to put a card back in your deck and then you could search for any Pokemon. And then we were at one tournament and someone played a Celio's network. And yep. it was like, it was a supporter. You could find any Pokemon except for EXs. And you were like, or, and I was like, wait, was this new? When did this come out? Like, did I miss this? And it was like, oh no, that's from, you know, uh, Dragon Frontiers. And it was like, dude, what? Like we can play those cards like from those old sets. Cause it just felt like they're, they're not powerful enough. But they, but they are powerful enough, you know? And so I think um, that was just a funny thing that I was remembering you were talking about when we got into it. But uh, I, I think from a pro side, you know, or, or not a pro, but people that play a lot, I'm not a pro, but you're just in this so all the time. You're, you're most likely, you're grinding every day. You're either streaming, you're going to regionals, you're playing in league cups. And so this is a nice change of pace. And I think it is good to get a breath of fresh air into the game every once in a while, because if you're in it every single day, it can get a little mundane. And I think rotations are nice because it like freshens the game up a little bit. Um, I think it can be frustrating. Like my example that I was thinking of is our boy. He's not really our boy. Maybe we'll get him on the pod, but like Vance Kelly, who won worlds. He, um, this is my take and maybe now he won't come on the pod, but I don't hear him talked about a lot. And I wonder if where the respect level is for a guy like Vance amongst the kind of the grinders of this community, the ones that play all the time, because he's just a Mew like one trick. And that's all he plays is Mew, 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 Mew. Now it won it won world, so I think nobody nobody would would um Yeah, would you can't places. question him after you that. Yeah, yeah, you can't question the man. He played a deck and he beat Tord and all the things. What does Vance do? So like now your deck is gone. So you're a you're a you're a pro, quote unquote pro player. You've been on Mew that now rotates out. So like uh, from a negative perspective, if you are like very comfortable on one deck and you play it all the time, now you got to go back to the drawing board, which for a guy like that might be a little frustrating versus a guy like Azul who he seems to play something different maybe every other tournament, you know, because he can adapt and he plays different things and he's, he's looking at the meta. And so I think the positive side of this is if you like to, if you're like a, hey, I love to put decks together, this is like 
this is like candy. Like this is like Christmas because now you get to dive back into the lab, tinker with with things that play well together. How does this sequence with that? How does that? And now it's like a fresh game again, which is really fun. And I think you'll find angles, you know, can't like we just said Gardevoir is dead. Right. Well, I'm sure there's some people that might say, uh, I'm going to show you guys Teach Me Pokemon podcast. It's not dead because you can run it with this and this and this. And and they probably just been waiting, you know, and maybe there are cards that are like super toxic in their opinion. Like, well, I hate Pokemon because of Battle VIP Pass. You know, I've been playing for seven years and I hate that card. Well, now it's gone. So now you can get back into it. <laughs> so I think the positives is it keeps it fresh. For, for players that do this all the time. Like, and I'm not saying casual, like literally you're doing this every day of the week. You travel every weekend and this does keep the game fresh. But I think the negative is if you're like a one trick on a deck that's rotating out, what do you do? You know, uh, you either stop playing or you got to find something else. So do you think that what I said is true about with the rotation happening and a new set will come up, so that will mix it up. I understand that, but um, does the does the meta narrow? Uh, I would actually say no. I think it's going to widen because I think you're going to get some things to be introduced now that people are grasping at straws a little bit. Um, one example I'll give, like I think Golden Go probably sees more play now, and I wonder if. Uh, that leaf deck that we always kind of talked about that I can't remember the name of, but that makes it so your opponent can't grab cards from their discard pile into their hand. Uh, Maybe sees more play now because like the resources are more limited and you're like, well, if I can stop superior energy and I'm leaf type, I I have advantages into roaring moon and Charizard, which is like now going to be more prominent ideally because all these decks are falling off. So I think you start to see an introduction of more, uh, more variants, or I'm sorry, like different types of decks. The vari- the variations of the decks are going to slim down. So like you and I would say there's probably, and this is pulling off the top of my hat, like, like six variations of Lost Box. There could be more. I don't think there's going to be six anymore, right? You can't run Kyogre, you can't do um, a Sablezard, but Lost Boxes will be played. But now that I think there will be more Pokemon introduced different decks than, than variations of decks, if that makes sense. Oh, I, I think that's good. I think that's a good answer. Yes, because you are right. We're not a good thing to remember. A rotation is we're not just losing things; we are gaining the options of things that maybe were lower tiered because they were blocked by the things that we're leaving. Correct. Yes, like you were saying, T- I still think Ting Lu struggles because it doesn't shut down EX abilities. But there could be a world where Ting Lu starts to see a little bit of play here. You know, I, I don't know how it would, but uh, but it could have opened the door now a little bit for Ting Lu. The lab is open, Corey. The lab is open. The lab is open. I love it. Love it. Well, that's that's really it today. Thanks for uh, hanging with us. We're super excited to get to watch Portland. Very excited about Charlotte coming up. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Rotation conversations, we promise, will continue. We're going to talk new sets when we start seeing scans. Corey and I tend to be not as enthusiastic about seeing that and like reading the Japanese cards and like starting to make decks. Now we're going to let that develop, stay strong in the tournament scene. And as always with the name of it, we're going to do our best to keep educating you on how to keep playing Pokemon better as we're learning, you're learning. 
And we thank you so much every single week for tuning in with us. Yes. Thank you so much. We appreciate our audience. Uh, you know, keep sharing the love, like, follow, subscribe, hit the little bell at the top of the thing, you know, uh, let us know what we're doing well. And uh, hopefully we'll be bringing on some more guests here too soon. So thanks for listening. All right. That's going to wrap us up for a week. We'll catch y'all next week. This has been Teach Me Pokemon. See ya. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Teach Me Pokemon Podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network 